0: This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast.
1: 95. This is Life Beats. Life Beats. With Sally Musa. Only on Pulse 95. Hello, hello, and welcome to Life Beats with me, Sally Musa. I did my first workout and I just burst into tears. Like, I couldn't get myself
0: up off the floor. Like, as an athlete, you have to remember, like, as a person who's been a trainer for 10 years and also not not even just like that like a plyo trainer by box jumps chin-ups like all these crazy workouts to literally not being able to yeah
1: sit up off the ground that was just that was so upsetting for me how did 28 year old kayla itzini's become the world's most influential fitness trainer and how has motherhood transformed her outlook on fitness and what her body is capable of. I sat down with the Adelaide girl who's taken the world by storm with her fitness program, building a community of millions and helping women all over the world become stronger and healthier, both physically and mentally. We talk how she stays motivated, her biggest pregnancy craving, and the truth about bouncing back to your pre-pregnancy body after having a baby. All of that and so much more is next here on Life Beats on Pulse 95.
0: You're listening to Pulse 95.
1: Pulse 95. 95. This is Life Beats. Life Beats. With Sally Musa Only on Pulse 95. Pulse. At 28 years of age, Aussie fitness superstar Kayla Itzini's might seem like an overnight success but she's anything but. With more than 12 million followers on Instagram alone, she is a personal trainer, author, entrepreneur, and the founder of BBG, or the Bikini Body Guide, which has now grown to become the sweat out featuring other renowned trainers, including Kelsey Wells. But it was through the real life personal transformation stories of the women who follow BBG that it grew a global community that made it a game changer in the health and wellness industry. Through her signature boot camps, Kayla broke world records in 2015, becoming the first personal trainer to train more than 30,000 women in person. Kayla and the BBG community broke five Guinness World Records in Melbourne, Australia, in November 2016, and in 2018, Kayla was named one of Time Magazine's top 25 most influential people on the internet as she uses social media to help women all over the world conquer their workout fears and create long-lasting healthy habits. But for Kayla, her biggest test yet came in the form of pregnancy and motherhood. After she gave birth to her first child, Anna, in 2019. Here in my interview with her at the Dubai Active Show, Kayla not only opens up about how pregnancy and birth broke her and how she managed to come back stronger than ever from the experience, but she also addresses the idea of bouncing back to your pre-baby body her food weaknesses, the biggest mistake women make in diet and exercise and so much more. The first thing though, as I sit down with Kayla is I realize how easy going and down to earth she is, easily jumping into conversation, laughing and showing me photos of her bouncing baby girl. Despite her global fame, she is still the lovely Adelaide girl that comes from a big Greek family. So we start there, where her story began in the South Australian capital. Okay, and for then the people just...
0: listening, Adelaide is
1: would you describe Adelaide? The, the beautiful, southern, peaceful, gorgeous part of Australia. Sort of
0: like a retirement town. <laughs> Look, not a lot goes on in Adelaide, but it is amazing and I would never move. My family's there. It is beautiful and yeah. quiet. It's very quiet. So coming here is very different for me. Um, and I think growing up, I was really into sports. I was really into fitness. I don't have a story, um, like a sad story or anything why I got into fitness. I just really loved it. And um, I honestly... Just got into personal training because I loved it, and I started uploading client transformations on a platform called Instagram, which was not Instagram that you know today. It was just didn't even have video content available for it. Was it literally yet. at the it was beginning, literally just when you could just upload and then a photo and then a caption. So that's what I did, um, only purely because I wanted somewhere to store my client transformation photos. And then um, I got a small following from, which is, do you remember Netball? Yeah. Yeah, so netball is like, it's like basketball, but you can't bounce the ball. And um, so I was training netball girls in their off season. And then from there, it just sort of grew and grew and grew through Australia and then globally. And then I literally am here
1: because of social media it's unbelievable it's incredible it it is amazing how you've built that community and I hear a lot of women say that every time they come to meet you it's the community it's the community but you know why is that actually so important on a fitness journey to have the community what kind of a difference can that make to someone who is trying to transform trying to change their life well
0: because it's like a sense of family and that's why the community sort of come about because I come from a big Greek family and I wanted people to feel like they had a family because there was was a time where like I had clients and they joined group sessions and they're like this feels like family to me because I don't have family here which I really loved and the community is that for someone so when you're feeling anxious or
1: scared or you know you feel like you need a friend there's like a family there for you to support you and I think that's really special. Yeah, yeah and then of course um, you know it got bigger on social media but then you started doing exercise workouts that were just on another the scale you yep. broke world records through it how did that change things so that
0: I always talk about boot camps as like the thing that made me grow up because coming from Adelaide I think I was really stuck in Adelaide mentality and I sort of just I, I, I guess I knew Adelaide now I felt comfortable there but when I traveled and I got to meet people and hear their stories I think I like grew up a bit like I just realized there was another world out there and there were different religions different cultures different like foods different um things that women face and it's different everywhere so that um well the boot camps really just sort of changed my life yeah it's cool that there was four thousand people there and it's cool that we all got to work out together but what was the most important part to me was to stay behind and meet every single one of those women after the boot camp
1: and you did that's what you do wherever you go you're meeting those women yep Talk to me about some of the stories of those women that you stayed with you.
0: Look there are so many so there's anything from women who have had five kids and never done anything for themselves to women who have overcome um, postnatal depression to women who felt like they never had a family or whose parents have died and they felt like you know they were all alone and where they live and they have now found a bunch of friends or they come to the boot camp alone and they leave with five friends like that those stories to me like now I have goosebumps but like those stories to me they make me get out of bed every day that's why I do what I do just to hear those those stories from those women it's incredible it's
1: actually incredible at Dubai Active you will hear the same stories they're incredible and and the thing is you know when we talk transformation that's what you're famous for transforming people but how much do you need to put in for a transformation people look at you and they're like that's your job that's your everyday job that's why you look like that I have no hope in hell of looking like that. So what would you say? So for the people who are listening and the people who know me or they've
0: seen me, I think one of the biggest and most surprising things that people hear when um, that comes out of my mouth is how often I work out. And that's only three times a week. So, yes, yeah, look, she's looking at me funny. Like, she's like, I don't know if I believe that. <laughs> or So I work out three times a week. So I do my BBG program three times a week. And then every other day I walk. So it doesn't take a lot to... Um, Get feel fit and feel strong and I think women have it a little bit confused and I say women and I'm not saying men because I only work with women but women are like and especially I feel I've noticed a lot here that they think that if they look good then they're going to feel good but it's actually if you feel good then you don't really care about how you look or you think you, look, you are beautiful anyway so I think that a lot of people are confused here um, and when it comes to health and fitness they need to work out to
1: feel good not necessarily to look good. You just tapped into something that I think is really important because your program is called BBG. Yeah. Bikini Body Guide. Yes. I can't think of a more like vulnerable or like crazy. You just don't want to be in a bikini. Like that's the last (laughs) place you want to be. And it's really hard. You know, this is the thing, you know, for women to feel so confident in their own bodies and to love every part of it. Yeah. That is a really hard place to get to for a lot of women.
0: Yeah, so actually so the story behind bbg is that for the people listening i was a personal trainer and i am a personal trainer but in the gym we used to have as a client came in you have a client form that you fill out with them and the first thing you ask them is what are your goals and 10 years ago everyone's goals everyone would say to me i want a bikini body and i'm like okay what's a bikini body and a bikini body back in the day was barbie imagine barbie
1: okay that was the bikini body. I grew so up with I 12 was, Barbies. Right. I thought that I was meant to look like that. And I have never in my entire life. And you won't. It's,
0: it, it, it's it's This is why I did this. So I was like, okay, right. So what does that mean? And then I got so frustrated. So when I created the program, I was like, right, I'm going to show women that there are other women in the world with different body types that eat different foods that can be equally as confident and feel happy no matter what they look like so I call my guide bikini body guide now if you ask someone in 2020 or what is a bikini body they sort of just go uh um well it's well um, because of programs like bbg and because of trainers and or influencers around the world that have shown self-love and have shown confidence through whatever body they look like we're able to sort of eliminate this whole Barbie stage and move into more
1: how you feel so I think that's really cool coming up Kayla shares the unexpected challenges of motherhood that completely changed her outlook on fitness and her own body don't miss it that is next here on LifeBeats Pulse95 this is Life Beats. Life Beats with Sally Musa, only on Pulse 95. Pulse. Welcome back to my conversation with global fitness trainer Kayla Itsines. Now motherhood is an enormous challenge for many, many women, but for Kayla it was especially hard as her reality was nothing like what she or anyone else expected. Here she shares how motherhood broke her and how she was able to rebuild her body and come back even stronger. Just this year, you became a mom for the first time. Yes. Which is incredibly exciting. Anna is just the best little, just, oh my God, not little.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And I'm very proud
1: of my healthy looking child. You know, how old is she now? She's seven months. She's seven months. And she is just, she's a picture of health. She's amazing. She is. So many roles. I love it. (laughs) Exactly. That's what you want at that age. That's what I wanted. That's what I literally prayed for. I was like, I just want a healthy baby. Oh, she's incredible. You know, but I just, I want to kind of get to how motherhood changed you. You know, your idea of fitness before that and, you know, pregnancy, childbirth. That the changes that, that happen in the body are unbelievable. Absolutely. I think like I went into
0: pregnancy with like, I, I went into pregnancy the wrong way and I think I got convinced that I was going to have an amazing pregnancy because everyone said to me you know, you're fit and you're healthy and you eat well so you are going to have the most amazing pregnancy and I had
1: <laughs> the complete opposite. Tell, so What happened? Tell us.
0: So um, I got pregnant and I knew I was pregnant straight away because my I almost felt like I had some sort of flu coming on Um, i started to get really really nauseous and i just thought you know this will pass it's fine so i found out i was pregnant happiest day of my life but also was crawling to the bathroom Um, and then my morning sickness continued for 16 weeks this is four months and i had terrible morning sickness i as the morning sickness subsided but didn't necessarily, the nausea still stay there. I ended up with um, a severe, and when I say severe, like couldn't lie down flat in my bed reflux. And then I don't know if this was on the back of reflux, but I ended up getting restless leg. So I don't know if you've ever had restless leg, but it's almost like your legs like it it feels like someone's pulling on all your muscles, and you sort of have to move your legs around all the time. Plus you've got reflux, plus you've got nausea, and then right at the end I got sciatic nerve pain, where she was pushing on every sort of part of my body. So these two shooting pains running down my legs, and I just ended up not being able to walk. And I just remember the doctor saying to me, "Look." To be honest if you just sit and do nothing then you'll be fine and that just did not work in my brain as an athlete and as a trainer i just i just struggled the whole pregnancy for me was just felt like the longest time in the world and then i gave birth and it was like the best day of my life and you sort of like you forget you forget everything that happened before because it was like the
1: most amazing thing ever and Anna was so beautiful but you, you know, you have to forget. I've done it twice now. Oh, so you... Yeah, okay. I've, you know, I've got two girls. Mine are 13 and, and 9. So you have to forget to have another one. Otherwise, yeah, there's absolutely. no way in hell you'd do it <laughs> again, right? <laughs> <That is laughs> like, so people now are asking me, like, when's your next? I'm like, please give me a second
0: Especially because you're recover. from a Greek family. Yes, so it's like the I am. Arabs. So it's like... It's like as soon as it comes out, when's the up, next one the coming? The next one, the next one, the next one. Um, <laughs> so, yep. Yeah, and I... so.
1: Th- I, I don't know. It was just it was just not what I thought. So. But I have to tell you, like having done it twice. Um so the first time was actually amazing. Like it was fine. It was great pregnancy. Second time, very similar to your experience. Okay. So I think so time. and that's first exactly time. right. Everyone's different. It's, it's true. Every child is going to come out completely different, totally different pregnancy experience and and everything. So, do it again and do hopefully it again. we find this time. <laughs> But what did that teach you? So like, you know, going through all of that and and that's amazing for mums to hear because, you know, we just see the Instagram shots of the perfect mum and the perfect baby and oh my God. Yeah. So
0: then again, so then I thought, so I gave birth and Anna was amazing, incredible and then, <laughs> like every baby, or well not every baby, but some, she got reflux and colic at the same time. So any mum that's listened to this with babies with reflux and colic, yes, it goes away. Yeah. But it's like the months feel like years of just crying and crying 100%. and guessing games. And there's nothing. Honestly, when the doctor said there's nothing you can do about colic, it just goes away. I was like, oh, you know, I've just felt so defeated. Like, Was so, she constantly waking up at night? She was all right at night. It yeah. was just like she would, if she woke, it was screaming, like it was like in pain. You could hear the scream. You, you know your child. I knew she was in pain, and then it would just stop because obviously with the burning would stop or the gas would come out or whatever it was. But that that cry was terrible. Wow. And then all during the day, it was sort of like that witching hour. Like now they talk about it, I'm like, oh my god, I don't even want to think about it because she's gorgeous <laughs> now. She's the best. She's at the best age, at seven month old age, where they just like want to eat and like try and stand up. Like it's beautiful. But yeah. Yeah.
1: I just got to forget. <laughs> and so. You know, you look incredible now. Thank you. You know, so how did that process start for you? The healing start for you after you gave birth?
0: Um, It was more like a mental process, I think, like more than like a physical process. I physically couldn't move. So I just had to mentally like get in my own head and try and overcome like a lot of things that I just like wasn't prepared for. So anxiety, I never had experienced that before. And I really experienced that. I think that that baby blues like really like um, hit me hard a a week after and then sort of, it it went away, but I think like, you're just not ready for it. Like no one can prepare you. And everyone said to me, like, no one can prepare you for it, but they really can't. And then it was just like mentally trying to get back into the gym as, a, as an athlete and as a trainer you know trying to work my own body out again like when you think you know your body so well as an athlete you know what you can do you know your limits you know your personal best and your height, heaviest weight like you you almost feel like you have an advantage and then you just suddenly don't so
1: but that's a thing you know because I have a friend who's currently pregnant and she's like oh my husband's about to do you know cross-country skiing and he's doing all of that I said you're about to give birth that is way harder than anything he's gonna do so don't be like jealous that he's gonna go through that but it's like like you said so there's two parts to this obviously the mental health part so how did you like deal with that anxiety first of all so the one thing that made me feel
0: better was actually going to the gym and just showing up and doing something and I just felt so defeated after every single workout and yes I Did cry, but I still felt really good. Like I knew, like there was like deep down, and then deep, deep down, like deep down, I was crying and I was upset. But like deep, deep down, I was so proud of myself for even showing up to the gym. Why were you crying? Because I was so upset. Like I was, I did my first workout and I just burst into tears. Like I couldn't get myself up off the floor. Like as an athlete, you have to remember. Like as a person who's been. A trainer for ten years, and also not not even just like that, like a plyo trainer, but box jumps, chin ups, like all these crazy workouts, to literally not being able to, yeah, sit up off the ground. That was just that was so upsetting for me. Incredible, yeah. But you kept going. I kept going, and, and that's every week, part. yeah, yeah. It was like it, like you would see in a movie, that person like struggling on the floor, like that was me. And so I just came and showed up, and I remember every Sunday just like feeling a little bit stronger so then in my head I was like all right I'll set a goal for 15 chin-ups I don't know why but I just remembered like I could do them before so I'll set a goal so I started my first one couldn't even jump up to the bar that was like my first attempt and then it was like one and then two and then four and then seven and then 12 and I just like every time I, I completed more I just felt I don't know I just felt
1: amazing and then now I'm able to do 15. Coming up can you really bounce back after having a baby? You're definitely going to want to hear Kayla's take on this one. That is next here on Life Beats on Pulse 95. You're listening to Pulse 95. 95. This is Life Beats. Life Beats. With Sally Musa. Only on Pulse 95. The Pulse. It is Life Beats with me, Sally Musa, and my interview with the world's most influential fitness trainer, Kayla Itzinis. Here she talks the biggest mistake that women make in diet and exercise, plus whether you can actually bounce back after having a baby. You know what we see, you know Women's Day, all of those magazines, right? Yeah. You see the celebrities. Oh, she just had a baby, and four weeks later, she has bounced back to her pre-baby
0: body. Yeah, bounce back is another thing that's really hard. So you just don't ever bounce back. Like there's no such thing as bouncing back. You like bounce forward. You're a completely different person. I think you 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 know this now. Like imagine everyone wishes they were, you know. They don't. <laughs> this is one thing. I let me stop. So people when they like think back they almost think of like way back like when they were like 16 they're like when I was 16 I could do this I'm like why are you going so far back like you got a new body you have a new life a new opportunity like why not just work from here and see what you can do there have been so many women and that's another thing that I find with my boot camps women come up and they're like I never worked out before and then I worked out after I had a baby and I'm in the best shape I've ever been in my entire life they don't even want to be where they were before like this is your new body, this is your new now like let's work from here. Because
1: it makes you kind of wonder, you know, do I need to accept what I've got now the, the body doesn't look the same and whatever. But it D- never will but maybe, but maybe you work at it week
0: by week and maybe you see these changes in strength and maybe you don't care about what you look like before because maybe you feel so much better now and you feel so much confident now and you're actually doing something for yourself. That's what made me feel good i didn't necessarily like here so i had a lady say to me you're quite slim so you don't have really a booty you don't have any boobs like so you know why are you so confident it's because i show up every day because i i show up and i have i have strength and i have confidence and that's what makes me feel good not having a booty or Whatever, so that's
1: the she thing. said that to you as in like you don't have anything. No, to but be she was like, no, no, she was almost like, I, no,
0: no. She actually she didn't say that. Like she said, I have the same body type as you. So how how in a world where that is fashionable, do you feel confident? Yeah, and so that was my response because I showed up every day and I, I'm I'm fit for a different reason. I'm healthy for a different reason, or I'm strong for a different reason because I want to feel confident after my workouts. Yeah, I want to go to the gym and walk in with confidence and walk out with confidence. That's what I want. And that's what I want for women as well, especially in the Middle East.
1: Especially in the Middle East. And talking about that and doing that. Um, but you were, you were recently named to, to Time's most influential um, influencers, you know. <laughs> in, in fact. Um, talk to us about that kind of title of being an influencer. What does that mean to you? And what are you hoping to achieve here, you know, moving forward? Well, I I hope to be
0: influential, not an influencer, because I'm a personal trainer. That's what I am, Um, and I don't claim to be anything other than I am. But I stay in my lane. Um, So I hope to be. An influential personal trainer that changes people's lives, and I want to be recognised for
1: what I do, which is helping women feel confident, feel strong, and feel empowered in the gym. And in terms of that kind of influence on social media, because you know, there are, it's social media is packed with people who say you need to look like this, fitness, whatever. You know, talk to us about the responsibility that you feel as somebody who is a personal trainer, Huge. who is online, you know, who, who is having that influence. Absolutely, there is. I feel
0: nothing but a responsibility to women um, a huge responsibility not necessarily a pressure a lot of people ask me if I feel pressure no but I feel a responsibility and that's why I that's why I do what I do it's why I do my free boot camps it's why I meet people it's why I speak to them in person it's why I show up every day and, and train my
1: clients it's just yeah yeah You feel a huge responsibility to be the best you can be for women. Absolutely. What are the biggest um, mistakes that people make that women make when it comes to exercise and diet? Restricting or cutting out things before adding in good
0: things. So that's like the biggest thing. So the first thing, if I ask any woman here, especially here, if you want to lose weight, just say that's your goal. There's lots of different goals, gain weight, gain strength, whatever. But if you want to lose weight, what do you do? And the first thing that they say is, oh, you cut out carbs or you, you, you cut out rice, or you cut out this, or you cut out that, or you don't do this, or you don't do that. How about adding in something good to your day? How about adding in a walk? Keeping the same diet, but adding in a walk, or increasing the intensity of your workout. Don't cut things out. How about you just eat the exact same food, but you increase maybe the intensity of your workout. Add something good in, add some fruit in in the morning, or drink some more water. But the, the thing here is not necessarily here. All over the world is everyone wants a quick fix. So what can we eliminate quickly that will get us results? And that doesn't really work. And it's not
1: sustainable and it's not maintainable for the rest of your life. So why do it? After the break, Kayla tells us whether we should be cutting out carbs. This is a really good one. And she shares her biggest pregnancy craving with me. I love it so much. I could totally relate to this one. You don't want to miss it. That is next here on Live Beats. Pulse 95 This is Life Beats Life Beats With Sally Musa, Only on Pulse95. Pulse 95 Welcome back to Life Beats on Pulse 95 I'm in conversation with Kayla Itsinis. And here she talks about how we should be eating carbs Yes, there is a way to do it right And her biggest pregnancy craving And boy, could I relate to this one When it comes to things like carbs and when they cut,
0: when people, women say they cut out carbs, what I think is that women don't know how to control or eat a carb, so it's really easy to make, bread unhealthy it's really easy to make pasta unhealthy it's really easy to make a rice dish unhealthy it's not so easy to make a carrot or a broccoli or a piece of chicken unhealthy so people tend to cut out the things that they know that they can't control that they can control or that they can't control themselves with and then they feel like oh because I've cut those out that's why I'm losing weight but it's not necessarily that it's because you don't know how to eat those foods so for example bread with olive oil perfect as a starter bread smothered in butter that's deep fried not so perfect as a starter okay so it's just the way that you eat the food so Mm -hmm. you can still have the bread pasta with a creamy creamy buttery or cheesy sauce i would not select but i would select pasta with a homemade red sauce perfect with some bread and olive oil that's a good dinner. I love what you're saying because it's so. This is how we eat in the
1: Arab world. You yeah, know? this is. how
0: I'm Greek. Yeah. So like we don't, like you can't tell me za'atar and and olive oil yes. and bread is our thing. Yes, like hey, it's life. What is um? Let me let me let me be lame. Like, what is tum? Do you know what I'm talking about? Tum. Yeah, is that is that what I'm talking? Is that what I'm saying? The garlic? Yes, garlic. That's wh- I love that. Oh my god, that's garlic sauce,
1: and that's, it's like epic.
0: It's epic. The this bee. was my biggest stuff up in pregnancy. So you know when you have a pregnancy craving? Yeah. One yeah, day maybe. I went to a Lebanese restaurant <laughs> it's called Booster, right? And I dipped my bread in this. What is it? What do you say? How do it's you say? Do it. Tum. Tum-tum. Yeah. Dip my bread in it and proceeded to eat the entire bowl. And then I rang my friend who's Lebanese and I said- I can do that and not be pregnant, I said, come on. I said to N- N- I said, how much of this are you meant to eat? She goes, oh, about a tablespoon. I said, Nja, I just ate the entire bowl. I feel so sick <laughs> and I haven't been able to look at it
1: since, so it's, when, since I've been here and I've seen it on menus, so I'm like, I
0: can't do it. Oh my
1: God, it is epic. If it's done right, it's epic. But I've got a recipe where like it doesn't use so much oil. But it still comes out fluffy and amazing. I need that. You need that. I need that. You're getting it. Like she told me it was
0: 40 garlic cloves plus the drip of the olive oil. Yeah, that's slowly. What you do. It's literally garlic so that's and how much oil. oil. 40 garlic cloves in <laughs> one sitting. <laughs> but garlic's good for you. <laughs> oh, I mean, not that much garlic. My stomach was not my friend at all. Poor Arno. It is in so there. addictive.
1: Did you not have it with like the roast chicken? Because that's how you traditionally have it. Yes.
0: It was, it was called, it's like a chicken shish or right? something like that. Yeah, like,
1: but yeah. like with the actual, the rotisserie chicken and then the garlic is like, oh my that's God. That's what we ordered. Yeah. That is like heaven. That is mm-hmm. just like, that's it. We're, that's, like, that's what we ordered plus bread. So that I is like the bread and yep.
0: Okay. It, but I didn't <laughs> want the chicken because I was pregnant. I felt so sick. So I was like, don't want the meat, but I'll have the bread and the dip. Oh my God. <laughs>
1: And that's something I want you to talk to as well. Yeah. Like in terms of fitting in exercise into a super busy day, you're a mum, you're a working mum, traveling, doing all that crazy stuff. Um, well, I know the benefits of exercise, and I think
0: that's the one thing that i think gives me a small advantage being a trainer i understand what's going to happen after i finish that workout so i know what i'm going to feel like walking into that workout which is what every woman feels like walking into a workout and it's i can't be bothered or someone motivate me or someone give me a little bit extra energy and i feel like that too so please don't think i walk into the gym like yes i want to be here can't wait to smash out a workout but i know exactly what i'm going to feel like after that workout which is I feel more confident, I feel like I've done something for myself, I am proud of myself. I think every woman feels that after a workout no matter what type of workout you're like I'm actually glad that I even showed up today because I almost wasn't going to do that. So So even Kayla has those days. Absolutely. When you're just not motivated. I am a mom, I am a woman, I am completely normal. When people meet me, the one thing they say is, I think you're just completely normal. Like I'm very realistic um, with my food and with my training. But um, that is the reason reason why I created BBG Beginner because it's really daunting to go into a gym and think, oh, I've got to do this intense workout right now. Sometimes you just want to work out that is low impact and low intensity that you can just finish and say, hey, I did something. And it's better than nothing at all. So I created post-pregnancy, BBG beginner. I've got BBG, which is my signature 28-minute high-intensity workout. And then BBG stronger, which is for women who want to use the big equipment in the gym, like Smith machines and leg presses and lat pull-downs and stuff, cable machines into BBG as well. So high-intensity mixed with some gym equipment, which is cool. So I've got something for everyone now. Amazing. What has been the most surprising thing for
1: you on this journey?
0: Um, I think just myself every single day like learning and growing and understanding and i think i was a bit of a hard trainer back in the day i think i like would like i would say like modify your workouts like you can do it like you've got the time and i think now i'm more like you know what (laughs) if you don't feel like working out that's okay today as long as you book it in for another day because i'm a mum now i totally get that we don't actually always have time we're doing so much so I think the three sessions a week is really realistic for women. So that's what I do. Amazing. Amazing. What's next for you? I think more boot camps, more meeting more women. I think learning and growing more as a mum and speaking to more mums and um, especially in the health and fitness space. I'm really interested in that now because, yeah, that's me now. That's my life. I think I've grown and evolved. And uh,
1: yeah. Kayla Itzini's, what an absolute pleasure it is to have you. Thank you so much. Pleasure to be here. Kayla is the founder of the Sweat app and BBG. Now, keep it on Pulse95 as we celebrate Australia Day next with a very sweet surprise. That's next.
0: This is Pulse95. Tune in live every weekday from 10 a.m.